Resilience is the quality of being able to adapt to stressful life changes and bouncing back from hardship. Resilience is a response to tragedy, crisis, or other life-altering changes that allows us to move on despite the loss. Resilience is the biblical norm for Christians. The Bible contains many admonitions to press on, Philippians 3.13-15, overcome hardship and temptation, Romans 12.21, and persevere in the face of trials, James 1.12. It also gives us numerous examples of people who suffered greatly but continued to follow God's plan for their lives. Proverbs 24:16 could be seen as the theme verse for the resilient, though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again. But the wicked stumble when calamity strikes. This is the Spotlight on Resilient Christians with Cleveland Rhodes. I want to thank everyone to be part of the spotlight of resilient Christians. Um, I really am blessed that a lot of people be responding to the whole broadcast that we did on Friday nights because they see they see and they listen to these men and women of God that we have on the Resilient Christian Radio Network. And the wonderful thing about this is that um, this 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 whole thing about the resilient Christians, it shows the person. It doesn't show what they do, everything else. But the thing about it, I love what we do here about this broadcast. I mean, I think this broadcast is a blessing and it's a wonderful one. So, but I got a treat for you guys. This is a real good one because this woman of God, I've been knowing her for going on two years. But it seems like I know her for 20. And, uh, and the main reason why um, I've been knowing, um, if I call her evangelist Lori Timms, but she's a minister. She is um, an expositor. She, she dissects stuff in the Bible that people really don't have a clue about. Then, then, then the Holy Spirit, boom, comes in and leads her to the truth about everything. So that's one of the beautiful things about uh, this. My guest here for the Resilient Christians, uh, the spotlight, is that she is a dynamic teacher in her own right. And the kick about it, she lives in Oregon. Now, I know a lot of people have been telling me, you know, Oregon is hard when it comes to uh, believers. But this woman, God was called to go to Oregon because she's originally from Memphis, I mean, from Milliton, Tennessee. I've been knowing her for a while and her teachings is like people like eat that up every single day. I'm like, you just didn't see nothing yet because she really do comes in with a, you know, with the Lion of Judah. I mean, she does. She comes in with the Lion of Judah. She's spot on each and every single time. So I want to introduce everyone from um, the, ho the host of Empower Radio with Lori Timms, Mr. Lori Timms. How are you doing, sister? I'm doing fine. It's a pleasure to join everybody today. Well, it is a pleasure with you because I'm going to tell you something about you that um, – and you could tell people about who you really are because I know, but a lot of people know you not only as a dynamic minister, person that knows the truth about the Bible, 
but also a person that has clarity. But it's a lot of things that people don't know precisely about, but you know what God has given you. So give people just a little bit of how God brings you into this place where you're at right now. Well, uh, you know, I learned early on that, uh, well, first of all, I'm going to say I always give God the glory. Mm -hmm. But uh, one thing that I've heard for years is people say, well, I can't understand the Bible. It's too complex. You know, I can't read it. I can't understand it. Mm -hmm. Well, I think one of the gifts that God has given me is where I can take something and break it down and make it simple. And, you know, I'm from the South, and, you know, we just tell it like it is. (laughs) That's kind of how I do it, you know. And uh, the Lord told me a few years ago, showed me a few years ago, that I would be coming to Oregon. So I knew I would be here, and I really didn't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there's good people everywhere. Mm -hmm. There really is. There's a lot of people that love the Lord here. And, you know, there's lost people as well, but that's everywhere. Right. So, you know, I ask God just to send me where he needs me, and uh, I just go. That's, you know, I try to be obedient and just just go where he wants me to go. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really amazing about you because I know for a fact that, you know, when we talk, and when we talk, this is years ago, about that, okay, you're from the South, you're from, you know, um, militant, you know, that's where my stomach grounds, you know, everything else. And well, I was, when, the one thing when I heard, I said, wait a minute, this, this, she's from Oregon. I know people from Oregon. I know a couple of people from, um, Portland and, and, and Olympia, places like that. And, um, I'm like, wait a minute, she sounds like she's from, the, from my neck of woods. And then we started talking a little bit more like, wait a minute. She's from Millington, Tennessee. That's my wait, wait a minute. Shelby County, Tennessee. Shelby County, Millington. Okay. Yeah. And um, I said that's Memphis. And she said, No, I know. And that's Memphis. And when she told me that, I was blown. But when she when she explained to me that God told her to pack, it's almost like the Abraham experience to pack everything. And go, and you left. You left. You left the South, and you moved to Oregon. And it's you're right. It's seen everywhere. It's lost people everywhere. But but when you went there, you said, "I didn't know what to expect." Now that's powerful, and God just direct your path to Oregon. So tell people when you got to Oregon. What was it like when you first got to Oregon? You realized this is not Kansas anymore. Oh well, the minute I stepped, <laughs> the minute I stepped off the plane in Portland, you know, it's a whole different culture. West Coast culture is different, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the funny thing about it is, is I've been in nursing. I was in nursing. I just retired. Been mm-hmm. nursing for twenty five years. Mm-hmm. And so the last nine or ten years, I've traveled. Mm-hmm. And so I got to come here for a uh, 
you know, a contract. So I just fell in love with the area. It's so beautiful on the coast. Mm-hmm. Portland is about two hours from the coast. And so uh, I just absolutely loved it. And the town that uh, I stay in now, it's just wonderful. It's a beach town. Mm-hmm. And uh, But when I got off the plane, you know, I'm scared to death in a way because I'm hoping the person I talk to is going to pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what was so fantastic about it is not only did she pick me up, she was an administrator, uh, and she was a Christian writer, just like me. So I'm like, wow. And so I told her, I said, I don't even have a place to live. Just don't worry about it. I've got your place to live. Mm. So I said, wow, this is divine. You know, this right. don't normally happen. Administrators usually not picking you up at the airport and giving you a place to live. Right. And so, and so when I got there, uh, she uh, brought me some groceries and uh, they gave me a little bit of a bonus check up front. And so, I mean, it was just everything fell into place. But you know, God's plans are perfect Damn always. It. Wow. And so. It was just wonderful. I said, well, you know, I know I'm supposed to be here because everything's working out. Right, right, right. And, you know, that's really unique because, um, you know, um, when you realize that God was in control, is in control, it's almost like everything's like pitch perfect because one thing about Father God is that you God knows your path more than you know what you're going to be a, a counter. And um, the, the the beautiful thing about it, God, and I love about it, and when you tell me what all happened everything else, that's when God gave you a fresh anointing to do what your ministry called to do. So explain to the listening audience, what God had to do to make those changes in your life from from a Southern girl to a West Coast uh, uh, a woman of God. <laughs> yeah, now I've had to, you know, it's been quite a few adjustments. and uh, But that's okay because the Lord was training me when I was traveling around on different assignments. And I would tell, he was using me then, and uh, people said, what kind of ministry do you have? And I said, well, it's kind of like highway to heaven in the earthly form. So uh, <laughs> the Lord would send me to different places for to talk to a specific person, to pray for somebody. And I never knew who it was for or what it was for until sometimes the very last day of the contract. Hmm. So it was very exciting uh, it, it's just really exciting working for the Lord because you never know what's going to happen, and it's just, it's just a, it's just a great journey. It's a pleasure. So I've met a lot of great people, and uh, I've had a lot of uh, fun experiences. And uh, you know, he's the best employer there is. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Without exactly. a doubt. Amen. Let me let me ask you. Let me ask you. This is really powerful about that because um when you realize that you know god gave you this platform to be able to exhort to edify to inspire but mainly into empower 
Um, what was it that when God gave you that 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 um essence of a power? What was it that was going on with you? Because see, you I remember you told me in in the essence of what you was trying to figure it out, say, okay, Lord, um, you gave me this platform here, and now God going to elevate you to another platform. Well, what, how did that transition happen, and when did it happen? Because when you realize what what uh your uh your that, that elevation that God gave you to go from one spot to the next, what was it that it was the the pivot point that God has given you that you realize, oh Lord, I I'm did not expect that. So explain that to the audience about that. Well, you know what, uh, God puts people, I call it divine appointments, mm-hmm. but God puts people in your life, sometimes you just meet them one time, sometimes they're there for just a season, mm-hmm. and they're there to help direct you in certain areas and teach you in certain areas for your calling. And so, you know, I did a lot of praying and soul searching and said, Lord, just give me a glimpse of what you called me to do, just mm-hmm. a little glimpse. Because he doesn't give you a big picture because it would overwhelm you because it's so much bigger than where you are. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, it gives you little little glimpses and little pictures. And so you get a little bit of that and you hold on to it mm-hmm. and you run with it. And so uh, it's been really exciting. I start, first, I started with interviews on, on the radio stations. Mm-hmm. And then I remember thinking, I could never do that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. And then, and then the Lord put people in my life to teach me how to uh, record and produce and do uh, shows. Mm-hmm. And so I learned how to do that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I was just a point-and-click kind of person. I couldn't do anything like that. Mm-hmm. But the Lord knows that. He's so patient with you. And so then... Uh, uh, the Lord gave me, uh, I like to call them spiritual downloads, mm-hmm. like many sermons, sermonettes. Mm-hmm. And so I was always a writer, I've written books, and so I would write little mini sermons, and I just started stood out, stood up, and just started practicing them in my room. Mm. And see, God gives you the desires, the desires that you have is part of your assignment. See, people don't realize, they're like, what am I supposed to do? I don't know what God's called me to do. Well, what do you like to do? What mm. is your passion? Mm-hmm. And so, it, you know, it's not as hard to figure out as, as you would think. So I just kind of went with that. And then next thing I know, I started doing a radio show and I started writing. And that gives you a platform. And so, you know, I was traveling. So they gave me the venues. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of, you know evolved from there so uh it's, it's been a, it's been a journey and i'm nowhere near where i'm gonna be right right so you know I, i'm still i'm still going to my promised land and i still have to go across the jordan river so, <laughs> <laughs> i like that i got a few mountains you know i got a few mountains i've got a you know mm-hmm. i gotta either call them down or climb over them <laughs> Right. And you know, it's, it's going to happen. Right. I, 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 <laughs> that's what I love about you, girl. I, I, I love Lori this much because this is exactly 
This is how people from the South really talk. I'm sorry, guys. If y'all not used to Southern hospitality like that, you're not going to get anywhere else but here. But this is how we really talk. <laughs> and uh, she's right. Um, yeah, um, the, the day in battle her saw mother crosses the Jordan River, she's literally not lying. It is like a journey that she had to go embark into. And that's one of the things I love about your ministry, um, about when you said, I want to empower people. Um, I want to give them bold topics for bold Christians. And that's one of the biggest, huge things that is missing in churches today, that a lot of people are not bold in what God has, um, has downloaded into their spirit to do. Can you explain a little bit of details? What does that mean to be in that bold um, stage with God? Because sometimes as Christians, we get so caught up being religious instead of being bold in Christ. Explain that a little bit of detail. Well, first of all, you have to have, it's like a passion. I have a passion and a calling for that. Mm -hmm. And you can ask for a spirit of boldness to come upon you. That's what I did. Mm -hmm. And uh, you go to church, and I'm not talking about all churches, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of great churches on fire for the Lord, mm -hmm. but I've been to some churches that were so dead, mm -hmm. you know, they were five people in the oh, church, Lord, and they were either talking bad about other preachers or other ministries, which, you know, that's a big no-no, right. but, uh, or uh, they didn't want to talk about topics that were important because see we're supposed to we're supposed to preach about hell we're supposed to warn people about hell mm -hmm. we're supposed to warn people about or teach them how to get out of addictions and strongholds mm -hmm. we're supposed to uh teach them uh, ways to be empowered you know as a christian mm -hmm. because we come from victory we're not going to victory we've already we're already victory from from Jesus on the cross. Mm -hmm. See, we've got to live that, and it's a mindset, it really is. Amen. Amen. And so uh, I just felt like, hey, there's Christians that are powerless, mm -hmm. uh, they're impoverished, they're sick, mm -hmm. they're, you know, and that's not even, you know, it can be, it can be different, and it should be. Mm -hmm. So I like to tackle those subjects that you won't hear about in church. You won't hear about spiritual warfare right you don't hear about uh, uh demonology or anything you don't hear about uh abortions or different things that you should know about amen and so that's why i like to tackle that because you know i've got a fear of the lord so, yeah, yeah, that's right. I've got to answer the Lord, so <laughs> I want to make sure I put all the truth out there, and uh, you know I did my part. Yeah, man. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. You know it was so funny you said that. I mean, even <laughs> the thing about it I love about you. Every I listen to her a lot every Monday. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. You no, know, you got to. I know y'all listen to her because there's so many people listen to her through. And Monday, I remember one person, I had to say this before we go in further with the questions. I had one person got mad at me because I moved you. They said, what she said? I'm like, okay, she's at 7 o'clock p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern, and 5 p.m. Pacific. But you move her. 
I said, I'm sorry. And I apologize. I have to apologize on that. But they said, well, I'm going to go ahead. I got to get, get back in my routine and change. And I mean, he said, it's not your fault. I know. I said, I told him why. Uh, that the main reason why I would move her, her. I said, why? Because she's perfect for this slot. And <laughs> she's she been upgraded. She's going to prime time. Oh, great. So he had, he said, I got to send in my personal blessing, would you? Yeah, I will. <laughs> uh, I mean, these guys, uh, it's a lot of people. I mean, I have people really email me. Where she's at? Oh, she's she's here. She's not gone. Uh, she's not going nowhere. I, she's not going nowhere. No, she's not going nowhere. I promise you that. But people was getting mad at me. And I said, don't get me. She's here. So that's what happens when you move a person that's popular at one slide for a while and you move them to a, a better slide. They just get all. Well, that's it's a great thing. You have a listening audience. And that's one thing. But I digress. <laughs> but the point of. We don't want to bend anybody out of shape, though. Oh, <laughs> I know. I know. And that's the thing about it is that the that, that, that people like, yeah, yeah, you you, you get they be big. I say, look, it's okay. She's she just she's in a better slot. Trust me on that. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, thank you. Okay. And so they calm them down. Yeah. And I do have archives. Thank you. That's I told them to go to your go to Anchor. I, and the thing about it, I had to switch you up. Uh, this is the thing with Anchor. I had to <laughs> see people don't know this. When I did this, Anchor, I had to put her back on Spotify because they have uh, the they messed up the code. So when we put you back in Spotify, we put you back into all the other platforms, um, and, and everybody said, "Oh, thank you." Oh, th- you're welcome. So, <laughs> so, so now your audience is colluded. Is if you want to say colluded, yeah, they colluded. So, um, well, bless them. Bless yeah, them so I yeah, so yeah, that's a great thing about it. But I love them. yeah, yeah, everybody loves Lori because they look. I mean, the bold topics that she bring up, I love the bold topics because let me tell you something about her topics that's really profound. And she just talked about it almost, uh, and I want her to describe them. The bold topics that Lori B. bring up is stuff that people don't like to talk about. Like she just said, a lot of people don't talk about this in the body of Christ. A lot of people don't talk about things that that need to be talked about, like sin, abortion, uh, spiritual warfare, to even addictions. Um, let me ask you this with that. When God gave you these topics, and these topics usually come from God because we know it's coming from God himself, where is the bottom, where is that, 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 um, let's say, pitch in the spirit that gives you that click in the boldness? Because, see, when you're in boldness, when you pray for that boldness, like you said, Sometimes God would say, okay, this is the real reason why I'm uh, real reason for this topic. Do you see why God gave you the topic and you execute it so well? Or do you know that the Holy Spirit is leading to it? What what that that pivotal point that you know what God has given you that topic about a subject matter that needs to be talked about, how you execute yeah. it? Go ahead. Uh-huh. Well, see, sometimes... Uh, the Lord, and this happened to me not too long ago. It was about four shows that I did in a row. 
Uh, and the Lord said, do topics about your life. Mm. So it's like a witness mm. of the abortion issue. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not proud of it, but I had an abortion years ago right. when I was younger. Right. So I, I've been there. I know that. I know the long-term issue with it. Right. Okay? Right. Those topics are dear to me. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to talk about things because they're painful. Mm. And it's so far, you're so far removed for that, from that. Mm -hmm. But you keep forgetting that people that are in that need to hear that somebody's out of that. Mm. Got out of that. Wow. So the Lord was dealing with me on different topics. And sometimes I'll do a topic, which I have, and I have gotten ready to, to uh, record it. And the Holy Spirit said, no, I've got something else to get to do. Mm. So he'll, he'll give me something. And sometimes I'll just look through the Bible and some scripture will jump out like a rhema word. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what the Holy Spirit wants me talk about sometimes one time i was sitting in my bedroom looking at my fan praying lord what should i do i can't think of anything today and and, and he said look so i looked closer and the fan thing on it said comfort zone <laughs> yeah. and I said, that's it you want me to preach about getting out of your comfort zone <laughs> <laughs> praise the lord you got to give me this material because I don't know where to go with this. Right. Because it always falls into place. Amen. Really you know, it is because, I mean, even from that standpoint, that's a, you know, that's something I struggle with until God had to tell me, look, this is all I want you to talk. And God gave me too many stuff in my head to do already, in my heart to do. And then he says, no, you will get back on here. You will do these things that I told you to do and and go from there. And and, right. and, and the thing about what I love about you, when I see the topic that you talk about, I'd be scared. I said, Lord, she's bold. I, I know I, I know I could get really, really hardcore. But man, Lord, have mercy. I know one topic talk about demons beware. And we had to do a part two of it. I remember we did that. And I remember you did one about Demons Beware. Again, I said, she's been talking about spiritual warfare for the past month. What is going on? And I said, when I talked to her on this broadcast, I want to ask her about this spiritual warfare that she is a layer in because she's been doing it for months about it. And I want to ask you, what is it that God is showing you about the spiritual warfare that is so much that Christians are under attack about? Because I know that God is showing you something heavy, and it's super heavy, and you talk about oh, it every absolutely. Monday. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what's going on is these are the last days, absolutely. <laughs> and so, you know, the spiritual warfare is increasing, and... Uh, I've noticed myself, sometimes uh, I'll get ready to read the Bible or, or do a devotion or something, mm -hmm. and 10 things happen to distract me. Mm -mm -mm. I have a phone call, I have an email, somebody comes in the house and wants to talk to me, something. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I know there's a spirit of distraction on the people right now. Sometimes it's hard to pray. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can just feel the heaviness 
Mm-hmm. It's in the atmosphere. It really is. And sometimes I have to come in and turn on gospel music and turn on some good Christian music mm-hmm. and perch the atmosphere before I can get where I can be cleared or, or feel comfort or peace about it mm-hmm. and carry on what I normally do. But it's the spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want people. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead because I mean I want you to get very, very deep with this now because what I'm seeing, and I want you to, if you can, if you reiterate or I can reiterate what you've been talking about because a lot of times people don't understand this heaviness, like you just said. It's a huge. I don't. It it it's so hard to describe it right now because of the way that. It's, it's, it's no oppression. Right. It is. You're absolutely right. And that's the kicker. The the whole concept of what's going on with this, it's like hatred. It's like all this other stuff going on. And this it's like the body of Christ is in, in, in full notice by the devil that I'm coming to destroy everything that you try to bring peace about what God is trying to do and you said in one of your episodes in one of your broadcasts that I remember very well that you said that God did not call for the spirit of fear and you say it so like devil here you're not going to get this from the children of God about this notice I'm putting you on notice that God did not call on the spirit of fear and when you said that you was like I, it's a piece that you said it, but it was a, you put the devil on notice. It, what is it that a lot of people are, like you said, distracted? They are very distracted. I noticed that myself, and uh, a lot of people don't even know the distractions they're in. Explain what the devil's trying to do, because you know what God has downloaded in your spirit about this. Right, right. Well, he, you know, the enemy knows that he can't have your soul. Because mm-hmm. you belong to God. You're sealed. And just until the time of redemption. So, but he can mess up your assignment. He can take your joy away. Mm-hmm. He can keep you from reaching more people than you would normally reach. Mm-hmm. See, the enemy knows our future better than we do. Mm-hmm. You know, he's seen it. He knows where we are in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, uh, you know, that's what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, his time is running out. He's desperate. Mm-hmm. And so that's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with that every day. You really are. But we have to stand up. And uh, this is another thing I'd like to do that's very important. Mm-hmm. Is it's so easy to get caught up in the cares of this world. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you turn on the TV, it's negative. You, you know, every article is negative. Uh, every internet uh, post, and you see it, Facebook, any of that. Mm-hmm. I have to cut that off because it's just too much for my spirit. Mm-hmm. Amen. But uh, sometimes you have to realize that we're not from here. Amen. Amen. So we, we're here to do our job, do our assignment, and to go home. Yep. And so we can't get caught up in all the political rhetoric, mm-hmm. all the... The, about the earth uh, being destroyed and uh, global warming and all this stuff. We can't get caught up in all that. 
because that's worldly stuff, and that keeps us from completing our assignment, what we're here to do. Amen. And to be successful. And so, I'm, you know, there was, you're not going to steal my joy, mm-hmm. because I'm going to be happy being a servant of the Lord. I'm going to be happy. Mm-hmm. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. So you take away our joy, you take away our strength. Amen. You know, that's really a powerful thing, uh, Sister Lori, because a lot of times uh, we get caught up in this, 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 let's say, let's uh, 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 say, low counterattack. And what I mean by this, that we, we're trying to hit the uh, enemy with everything we got, but we use our own strength. And you always said, why are you using God? Why did not use a God to do your battles? God always wins the battles because you always talk about battle, you know, the battlefields that we are in, the, the stuff that is going on in the face of the earth. Uh, and we so caught up in trying to put ourselves as martyrs into the battles that God's told us that he got the victory from. Explain that to um, a lot of the listeners, because sometimes when we talk about battles, they talk about, well, I got this battle with this addiction, I got this here, they got that there. But you talk about something more deeper than just those addictions, because even addiction, even of, of, of a sin or anything is a distraction to the main cause that the devil wants. He wants a soul. Can you explain this to the listener audience right now about this kind of battlefield that uh, that we are in as believers? Because there's a lot of it going on and we not on notice with it. Yeah, there's a lot going on, and uh, you're right. You know, we can't fight these battles ourselves mm-hmm. because we're fighting against principalities. We're fighting against the demonic kingdom, okay? Right. So God has has already won the battle. We're just walking it out. Right. And, you know, you just stand on God's word, and, you know, you fight things just like Jesus did. When Jesus was in the wilderness and he was tempted— he fought with the Word of God, but that's how you fight your battles. Amen. You stand on the Word of God. You speak. If you uh, have a problem with a certain thing, find a scripture that uh, addresses that and quote it. When this situation comes up, quote it. Mm-hmm. Stand on it and let God fight your battle. Because the Word of God always uh, goes out and accomplishes what God desires it. You know, it never returns void. Amen. So it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. It's so powerful. And I've got scriptures. I'm sitting here looking at them. Mm-hmm. I have scriptures on little cards that I have in a couple of my rooms in my house. Mm-hmm. And I walk around and I quote these mm-hmm. scriptures and I say, it is written and I quote the word of God. Amen. Amen. So that way when the enemy whispers something, because they, you know, the enemy loves to... You know, you got the battlefield of the mind there. Mm-hmm. He likes to whisper things to you or plant thoughts in your mind. But if it's against what the Bible says, it's a lie. Mm-hmm. Amen. You don't buy into the lie of God's Word. Amen. Amen. So that's how I do it. Amen. And see, that's really the wonderful thing about you, about that, because what you told me before, dealing with battles and dealing with the... Um, the, the the things that the Satan trying to you know put you on you know put you into a distraction of what the word God has completely done as absolute is finished it's done the thing about us believers we get so religious 
And um, I remember you told me this so heavily when you say when you used to live in Milton, you said, you know, one thing about people in, in the South, they love their religion, but it's not the kind of religion that we, we used to as the body of Christ. And you told me something, uh, like I said to you, I remember this very well, what you said, you said, the problem with the people in, you know, in churches today, and you say yourself, is that they need to understand that God loves them. They need to understand that the Holy Spirit is with them. They need to understand that um, everything about Father God is absolute true. And a lot of times, we, a lot of people don't understand that. And when you tell people what the Word God said, and you tell them that this is what God said in His Word about who you are, what you are, and everything else, a lot of people don't understand that. Can you explain to the listening audience what that means when you, as a believer, got to come to grips on the truth about God and where you are with him when you sell it in him? Well, for, you know, sometimes it's hard to understand because, uh, and I hear this a lot, I want to do a show, I'm just going to plug this while I'm here, but Mm -hmm. I want to do a show on just maybe five or six questions that people always seem to wonder. You know, if God loves me, why did he let me go through this? Or why does God allow children to suffer? Or, you know, just different questions like that, because those are things that keep people from coming to church. Those are things that keep people from wanting uh, a relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so those are important things. And so... uh the, the answers are actually really simple. It's just most people don't, they don't look past their pain to realize that we live in a fallen world and, you know, bad things happen to good people sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, and God takes everything that happens bad and turns it into something good. Amen. And, uh, and I, you know, I personally know how that feels because, you know, I was in an orphanage as, as a child, mm-hmm. and uh, I felt totally betrayed by my family. I really did. Mm-hmm. But I was blessed that uh, I got adopted by some good Christian people, mm-hmm. and uh, I got to be around them a lot. So I had a great foundation. And, you know, I was rebellious, and, you know, the devil attacked me. You know how that goes. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was in drugs, and, you know, I, I did my share of, and pretty much are living for the devil, I should say, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, God uh, uh, God can take that and turn it around and make it work because now I've got a great testimony in those areas. So, you know, people just need to know that God loves them because God is love. Amen. And so, and God sees you. See, people don't realize God doesn't see you where you are. Mm-hmm. He accepts you where you are, but he sees what you can be. Amen. And he sees what your future can be. So see, he sees that, you know, you may be in a situation where you're uh, poverty-stricken or you're in an abusive marriage or you're, uh, you know, in, in drug addiction or something, alcohol addiction, but God sees you down the road where you could be cleaned up, prosperous, with a great job, a great family. 
Mm-hmm. And those are the plans he has for you. So he sees you like that. Mm. And so he wants you to see yourself become that too. Amen, amen, amen. You see, that's really, that's powerful. Because I'm going to tell you something why I say that. A lot of times we don't understand the direction that God wants us to be. So we're always trying to figure this out and don't understand the the common denominators behind all of that. We're always trying to figure all this stuff out. And we're always trying to never really seek him. So let me ask you this question here, um, because a lot of times we, we, we get so caught up into the the paralysis of life and we don't really look at God in a literal general way of how to really take his will and utilize it for the benefit of him. What is it that is missing in a person who wants to be bold? Because even though you can pray for it, you can ask the Lord about it, you can seek his will about it and everything else. But a lot of times we don't get you know, we get caught up into the the facets of life and don't understand their general reasons of living. So let me let me ask you this: What when it comes to being a bold believer, what that that person is trying to get? What is it that they download from God Himself? Well, you know, you have to know your identity in Christ because we're sons and daughters of the Most High. We are our kings and priests in the future, so we will be reigning in the millennial reign. So, you know, God doesn't want us to look at ourselves on the lower level. We don't need to downgrade ourselves. Don't look at, at ourselves in a downgrade. Look at ourselves in an upgrade. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and see, sometimes what we do, I like to use this example Sometimes that, uh, like I was talking about the promised land earlier, mm-hmm. sometimes we look at those things and we say, well, they're giants in the land. We're just grasshoppers. Mm-hmm. Right? But, you know, there has to be giants there because you have to become, your your future is bigger than that giant. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the giant becomes as small as you were, and you could become as bigger than the giant. That's what happens. Your goal is big. Wow. Wow. And so, isn't that wonderful? Yeah, it is. It's a wonderful thing because a lot of times we don't yeah. understand. You've never heard it put like that. No, never. Because uh, people never really take the time to really ask the Lord for a, a direction like that because what we do we get caught up into the lie i mean literally we get caught up into a lie and what we do is we get so um you know you know so 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 lightheaded if you want to say it like that and don't even ask god for that 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 uh download and you know we we do, do we, we don't want it we don't want to deal with it. We just try to figure it out on our own, but we we don't do we we do we try to we we don't figure him out because God told us to stop pretending and start listening. So um, let me ask you this question here, and this is something that I don't 
really ask a lot of the Brazilian Christians about, but I will with you. What makes you resilient? I know, but the people who don't know, well, they know from your, your soul, everything else, but what makes you a resilient Christian? Well, I never give up. Yeah. I'm resilient. I'm resilient with my passion. I'm resilient with my call. Uh, I look at resilience that no matter, you know, it's not how many times you've been knocked down because we'll always been, be knocked down. It's how many times you get back up. Right. And, uh, you know, I came to terms. This was a few years ago. I came to terms. I said, you know, Lord, I can't go back to that old life. I don't even know that person anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't even like that person anymore. <laughs> and you have so much of Jesus in you, you can't go back. Right. You can't go back. And so you just have to keep moving forward. You know, you just take it. Amen. So, and, uh, and that's that's beautiful because sometimes we just, you know, a lot of times, um, Christians don't know what it means to be resilient, and right. you 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 hear something that is a lot of times not a normal thing to be resilient. A lot of times we get so caught up into the easy facets of life, we forget that God told us to be in Him. You never give up. You never give in. You don't let the enemy uh, destroy you. None of that. But we... we, we, we you know we, what I do? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, you know what I do? I think of the devil sitting there thinking, oh, she's about to give up. Look, we're, we're fixing to get her. She's about to give up. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not giving up. Amen. See, I picture that. Right. I'm a very competitive person. I love sports. Yeah. So uh, I'm like, I'm not giving up as long as I have a threat, mm -hmm. as long as I have a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to keep doing what the Lord called me to do because, uh, you know, it, it, the Lord saved me out of, I mean, I was in a pit of hell. Right. I mean, I, I had an abused husband that used to beat me on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. uh, I was in drug abuse. Mm -hmm. You know, I went through all kinds of things, and there's no way I could have ever gotten out of that. Mm. And I've had people tell me, uh, people that's went through what you went through, Lori, are either killed themselves or they're in a mental institution. Right. Or they're dead. Right. And I said, you know what? The Lord did it. Right. The Lord can get you to change any situation. And, uh, you know, you just got to keep pushing on. And, you know, you don't need to keep looking back to Egypt. You know, that's what uh, the Israelites did. They kept looking. You know, they were in the wilderness. They kept thinking about Egypt, thinking mm -hmm. about Egypt. Wow. And, you know, I did a show on that not too long ago about don't look back because... When you look back, you look at things with rose-colored glasses. Right. Oh, well, it wasn't that bad, but yes, it was. Because you wouldn't know that to do it. Right, right. Yeah, because I know for for all us believers, you know, sometimes, you know, it's really, really kind of remarkable from from the standpoint of a, a, a believer that, you know, when you went through stuff in life, and and people like well how you got through it you know is and people get astonished 
when they hear your testimony. Like, um, how are you able to do what you do from this, from that, and everything else? And you start looking at them and say, you don't know my, you don't know the God I serve. You don't know the Father that I love. You don't know the person that literally took the time. And made me a whole person again. I mean, for from from what it's worth, I wish that uh, that I knew these things beforehand. But you know, God, with God, all things are possible. All things, not just one, you know, not not one set, but all things. So let me ask you this one question here, and we're about to wrap this up here a little bit. Let me ask you this one great question, and. I want you to take your time with this one, with this question. When you knew God gave you the calling to be in this platform that you are with RCR, and now you are reaching listeners all over the world, you reach a lot of people all over the world, every country, every continent, you name it. And you see what God is doing through you. What is it that you notice with this platform, with this, 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 not just this platform, but this network that you're under, that you see that you would think that everybody should be on the disc? What makes, what, what is it that you notice about that you know is about the Resilient Christian Radio Network that you never know is from any other radio network before. Because you remember you told me this before. I want people to know what you know is. Well, um, the people at RCR care about souls. They care about people. And, you know, that's, you, you would think all Christian venues do, but that's not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they're making a difference. And that's so important. Uh, you know, the fields are white, and there's people hurting out there. They're really hurting. They're in situations they don't think they can get out of. Mm-hmm. And they need to have somebody to listen to them. They need a voice to speak for them when they can't. Mm-hmm. And I see this through this network. Amen. And that's important, you know, when I, before I started out, I just asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I want to reach a million souls for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And God is so, went so much beyond that because, I mean, you know, what am I getting? 600 and almost 700,000? Yeah, a week, yeah. And that's, yeah, and that's not archives and, you know, all that, but, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking, wow. You know, I'm reaching a lot of people. Yeah. And I pray that not only do I reach them, that they make a uh, commitment. I want them to have a relationship with Jesus. That's the main thing. And so this is important. It's making a difference. And we need that right now. The world needs that. You know, Sister... You, you you bring tears to my eyes by you saying that because that is exactly what we do. It 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 is a it's a it's a wild moment. It's a wild moment because I'm gonna tell you why it's a wild moment. A lot of times, and you even said it, 
that you, that RCR will be under a lot of attacks, but God is going to you see how God is using the Holy Spirit through what you guys do. And I told you it was about several years. It was about a year ago when we talk about this. You say well, you're gonna be under an attack, but that attack is going to make you better. And one of the things that you said, be bold in your witnessing. That's what's powerful for me. When you said be bold in your witnessing. And I said, that's one of the biggest things that I wanted to do. When, and you told me that I did not understand it at first. I, I kind of, you know, we, you, when you get religious, and get so side side wiring into your you know when you used to being religious, but when you get out of the religious persona and hear what God was saying through you at that time, you were saying what you saying was you gonna God is gonna put you in another level that you never ever been in before, and when God told me. When God told me that, I remember that at first, when your numbers, your numbers was started to win a little bit, for just a, it was a little bit, because holidays and um, different events and other stuff was going on. God said, "Well, just make this the program." much more bolder. And then that's when God, I mean, I remember when God told me to go ahead and put everyone, all the hosts on prime time and put them on there because you guys gonna y'all already reaching enough people during the day and other places. But at prime time, this is a very, very important piece. And when God showed me that, I said, okay, Lord, I remember the attack when one person came on RCR. She trying to uh, dis disrupt everything, and you even said, "But this woman don't know what God is doing through this radio network." You said that. God, God this one, this person is not a child, God, Cleveland, and you said that to me. This person don't know what God's hand, God hand is on this radio network because we still reach the people. And now we are so where so many people listening in, and now they listen in and listen to you, they listen to others. But now we are we are reaching souls. We are getting people right with God. And I'm not putting you. You saying you said don't put yourself don't don't give yourself credit credit too. I said no, I never do, and you don't either. But I want to say this right here right now. In this broadcast with Sister Lori, I say I think Sister Lori is a remarkable woman of God because God's using her powerful and strategically to bring this boldness to the people. And the boldness needs to be resonated right now. You are one of the bold, bold Christians I've met because I've never seen there is some Christians who bold do stuff, but your life. And you, what you do in the broadcast that you bring each and every, and the topics that God give you, 
makes you the spoiled Christian. So that's why I want to tell you this right here, right now, on this broadcast right now, is that you are exactly what God called you to be. So thank you. Uh, you know, we all want to hear good and faithful servant. That's what we want to hear. But I try to keep a uh, humble spirit. And so, you know, I try to be humble, try to stay humble and stay, stay repentant. Mm-hmm. You know, if I say something wrong, uh, Lord, forgive me. You know, that is, uh, and we do. We Sometimes we say things we wish we hadn't. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes we do things we shouldn't have done. Or maybe we did do something that we should have done. Mm -hmm. So uh, I try to, you know, just, that's hard to sometimes because it's kind of hard to keep up with it. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. But but I try to stay on that and uh, I appreciate it. And, you know, to God be the glory always and forever. Amen. Amen. And that's what I love about you, Sister Lori. That's why a lot of people... I like I said, I will make this statement one more time. She's on seven o'clock p.m. Central, eight eight o'clock p.m. Eastern, and five Pacific. So don't email me again <laughs> about where she's at. She is at new times. So I still on Mondays, but she's on seven p.m. Central, eight p.m. Eastern, and five p.m. Pacific. Sister Lori, I really appreciate this broadcast. I think what your testimony and what God has done through you with this broadcast is resonating into the hearts and minds of people today. And I know what God is using you for. And I want to really, really do thank you so much. Well, thank you, too. It's been an honor and a privilege. It really is. Oh, the honor is... The honor is, is 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 all on you because thank you to trust us to do your broadcast and i just really appreciate what you have done and continue and will continue to do because you're not going nowhere don't even worry about it because i'm not going to have this harassment ever again with these people talking about where you at so <laughs> so okay. so now you I tell people I, you know i'm here where the south meets the northwest right <laughs> <laughs> that's what I love about her. She is so honest. So that's why I thank her for so much to be part of Resilient Christian Radio Network, but especially on this broadcast here. I want to thank everyone who listening. Thank you for listening into the spotlights of Resilient Christians. This is a bold one. And I know you guys are going to listen to her every Monday uh, um, on the Resilient Christian Radio Network. We thank Sister Lori. And thank you for her time to be with us. And like I said, check her out on Anchor. And um, go to our website and check her out on Anchor. If you're missing the broadcast, click on it, listen to it, and you'll see why I call her a bold Christian. Y'all be blessed in the Lord. And stay tuned. We got much more to come. And God bless you, everybody. We love you. We love you. Talk to you soon. The believer in Jesus Christ is upheld by God's power and so is naturally resilient. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed, 2 Corinthians 4 8-9. Christians keep bouncing back. The key to resiliency is faith in the Lord, 
The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him, though he may stumble, he will not fall. For the Lord upholds him with his hand, Psalm 37 23-24. Choosing to trust in the Lord rather than rely on what we understand is the best way to stay resilient. Come back next week on the Spotlight on Resilient Christians. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Resilient Christian Radio Network.